Hey yo, and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm Sabrina, here to chat with you about what it takes to look and feel like a badass. Fun fact, it's not about 1200 calorie diets and workouts you hate. Nope. Instead, we'll talk about lifestyle habits, mindset, and attitude around sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement, all dumped in a great big bucket of self-awareness and personal growth. Each week, I'll give you strategies and actions that you can apply directly into your day-to-day life so that you're making sustainable changes over time. So if you're ready to get your shit together, for reals this time, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey yo, how's it going my friends? Welcome back for another chat along the journey of living a healthy badass life, especially amongst a great deal of life changes and challenges. I'm happy to have you here. With my summer break from my business and podcast coming up, I wanted to take this opportunity to sort of summarize a few things in this episode and next so that you feel comfortable and prepared to take on this summer while living a badass life that brings you joy. And if you hear some strange sounds in the background, that's Libby chewing on some rawhide. Uh, She's at least not running around like a little velociraptor. And so if you hear that, I apologize. I'm just, I'm going to keep going and we can work around it and it'll be fine. This is real life. So there we go. This week, I'm going to talk to you about how you set yourself up for success by focusing on the basics. And next week, I'll give you my top 10 pieces of advice so that you get all the good stuff before jumping into the summer. Now, when I say setting yourself up for success and focusing on the basics, I'm going to be a little bit more specific here than I typically am. A tiny bit. You know me, I'm the queen of it depends when it comes to living a healthy life because everyone is so different and no one's route will look exactly the same as the next. And all of this is still true. At the same time, there are some basic things that all of us should be doing as sort of a bare minimum. So if you're feeling a little bit lost or overwhelmed or you just want some foundational things to keep you grounded in the journey, then this list is going to be great for you. Let's get into it. First and foremost, drink more water. We're starting off super vanilla here, I know, but drinking enough water is one of those things that we all hear and roll our eyes because I know, I know, I need drink more water and blah, blah, blah. It's underwhelming, but seriously, if there was actually anything that has a magic pill effect for your health, I'd put my money on water. It keeps you hydrated, which is critical for your body functioning as it should, It supports healthy digestion, supports healthy skin, regulates your body temperature, helps keep your mind clear and alert, can reduce your risk of disease, and more. That's pretty awesome for one simple thing. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, I'm not suggesting you use drinking water as a way to help you eat less. If you're hungry, eat. If you're not sure or if you're thirsty, drink water. Drop in some fruit or lemon slices if you want or not. Drink it cold, room temperature, or hot, however you like it best. When it comes to how much you should drink, a decent goal in general is half of your body weight in ounces. So if you're 150 pounds, you'll shoot for 75 ounces a day. If you're spending time in the heat, being active, or you're battling a bug, you'll want more. And if this amount is way more than what you're currently drinking, work your way up to it. Start with eight ounces more a day until that's comfortable and natural, and then add another eight ounces until you're where you think you should be. Keep it simple. Second, for the love of God, sleep. If nothing else, just care about it enough to be thoughtful about getting enough sleep. Love yourself enough to prioritize it whenever you can. 
If that looks like napping when the baby naps, awesome. If you need to skip a morning workout because you need a little extra shut-eye time, take it. If you need to sleep until noon on a Saturday to recover, do it. Are these ideal? Not necessarily, but sometimes ideal doesn't really fit in the real world, so do what you can. I have this coming right after drink more water because this is another one of those where I really feel like you say it to people and they roll their eyes and groan because I know, I know, sleep more, blah, blah, blah. For real, get over yourself and get some damn sleep. The sneaky thing about sleep is that because of the different sleep cycles, you get different benefits at different times of night. So while you might feel pretty good after five to six hours of sleep, you're missing some hefty benefits. You get REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep throughout the night, but in the first part of the night, it's a much smaller amount than at the end of your sleep cycle, which is when your REM sleep really ramps up. I'm being very simplistic here, but let's just roll with it because we're speaking in broad terms. When you're in REM sleep, your body is working on critical things like memory consolidation, emotional regulation, and supporting cognitive function. Don't sell yourself short on these amazing benefits that come from REM sleep. I know this one is real generic and maybe not real satisfying if you need more ideas about how to sleep more or sleep better, so I'll link to my sleep-related podcast episodes in the show notes so you can get more info on the how if you're interested. Third, move your body for at least 30 minutes a day. This can be 30 minutes all at once or broken up throughout the day. It can be high intensity, low intensity, but just move. Dance, walk, jog, ride your bike, play tag with your kids, do some yoga, lift some weights, practice throwing some punches, just not at other people. Whatever is going to be a fun way for you to move your body. This could also be gardening, mowing the lawn, cleaning your house, taking the stairs whenever you can. Just move. Again, if you're not moving much at all during the day currently, it's okay to start small and build up. That's the best approach. Is more movement better? Yeah, sure, if you'll stick to it. But if it's new for you and or you have a bad taste in your mouth left over from middle school PE class, don't sweat it. Just make the intentional effort to move your body every day with the goal of working your way up to at least 30 minutes a day. Fourth, eat your damn fruits and vegetables. It's hard to give you a ballpark for how many servings a day and how much of a fruit or veggie is a serving is going to vary by item. So to keep things super simple, here's what I recommend. Try to eat a fruit and or veggie with every meal or snack you eat and try to include a variety of colors. The colors in fruits and veggies are often the telltale signs of the micronutrients it contains. And while it's not really necessary for you to know what micronutrients are in which fruits and veggies, Getting a variety of colors in your diet is a quick and easy way to make sure you're getting a good variety of essential nutrients. If you're the kind of person who really needs a number for a goal to hit, the very general guideline is to try for at least five servings of fruits and veggies every day, prioritizing veggies over fruit. Just a bit. And in a lot of cases, I've seen this recommendation for servings be higher, so just try and keep that in mind. And also keep in mind that this is going to vary depending on age, sex, and level of physical activity. If you really want to know what's ideal for you, I recommend talking with a registered dietitian. Beyond that, don't worry so much about how you're eating them. What do I mean by this? I mean, it doesn't matter if you're going for frozen, raw, canned, pickled, or coated in cheese or ranch dressing. Just eat your damn fruits and veggies. 
I'm being a little bit dramatic here, but I am still being sincere. I might tease my roommate who eats a salad as a ranch delivery system, but he's still eating a salad. If you can't stand eating carrots or broccoli unless it's dipped in ranch, do that. Because while this might be a bit of an unpopular opinion, if dipping your carrots in ranch or melting cheese over your broccoli gets you to actually eat those things, then it's still worth it. You're still eating them and you're still getting the benefits of doing that. So if you're trying to choose between a veggie tray with dip or a bag of chips, the veggie tray with dip is still going to have more nutritional value, even if the veggies are just a ranch delivery system. One thing I will say about this is to be curious. Explore different ways to prepare fruits and veggies, look up different recipes, and so forth. One sneaky hint in particular is to look up kids' recipes. It's not a secret that kids are notoriously picky eaters, so parents have gotten really slick about sneaking veggies into meals without their kids knowing. Just because you're a grown-ass adult doesn't mean you can't also enjoy the benefits from these sneaky parenting tricks. To sum this one up, focus on getting more fruits and veggies into your diet and focus less on how, one step at a time. There's plenty of time to learn the best and most nutritious ways to prepare them, but for now, start with just eating them in whatever way, shape, or form actually works for you and will get you to actually eat your damn fruits and veggies. Okay, so those four are the big kahunas, but I want to throw a few more out there that aren't as critical at this stage, but they're still really fucking important. Fifth, fill your social cup. Hang out with your friends, connect with your family, vent with your coworkers, whatever. Keep in mind this is coming from an introvert. Your social connections and fostering relationships plays a huge role in your overall well-being, so it's important to prioritize this time with others as best you can. Social relationships offer benefits like emotional support, a sense of belonging, positive influences, and more. If you're an introvert waiting to be adopted by an extrovert, I totally get it. I'd probably have a very lonely existence if it wasn't for my incredibly overwhelming and extremely wonderful extroverted friends. But you still have to make a little bit of an effort for extroverts to find you. Try connecting with social groups based on similar interests. See if you can tag along with friends for activities or outings that are new to you so you can connect with friends of friends, and so forth. Get creative. And it's okay if when all is said and done, you hide in your house with your dog, sweats, a blanket, and a good book. I get it. Sixth, practice self-care to manage your stress. It might be surprising that I have this so low on the list of priorities with this episode given how I normally talk about this, but hear me out. The longer this list gets, the more overwhelming it can seem for some people, and in reality, if people only have enough in them to focus on one thing at a time, I wouldn't put this one first, but I definitely recommend working up to it and making it a priority at some point down the line. And when I say self-care here, I'm not just talking about things like bubble baths, meditation, spa days, or things like that. Self-care can look like whatever re-energizes you. Sleeping late or taking naps, watching your favorite movie, taking time for your favorite hobby, or anything that maybe you don't do very often because it's a little indulgent. I'm staying away from eat your favorite foods in this conversation because, in general, I don't want to promote emotional eating regardless of what it is that you might be eating, and self-care is very emotionally driven. You're not a bad person if your version of self-care is making your favorite meal and dessert. There's always a time and place for that. 
I just want to encourage you to think beyond food-based comforts to really help you manage your stress and practice self-care. Seventh, get a handle on your vices. I'm talking about tobacco, alcohol, and any recreational drugs here. I'm not here to judge or throw stones. Remember, this is a judgy-free zone. I just want to gently remind you that these things do not support your overall health and well-being. I have this one further down the priority list, not because they're not important, but because I'm not an idiot, and I know that these things are where there's the most resistance. And I don't want to shut people down before they've even gotten started. Sincerely, if these are things that are part of your life, they are important to tackle to support your overall health, but they don't need to be the first thing you tackle unless it is massively interfering with your life. And if that's the case for you, I hope you find enough love for yourself to seek help. Seeking help to overcome these things is not a weakness, it's a strength. Now, if these things are more recreational for you at this point, just keep in mind that they are harmful to your health and should be prioritized at some point. But sometimes you need to make progress in other areas to prove to yourself that you can make changes and that you will actually feel better with those changes. When you make changes that help you feel better, additional changes to help you feel even better than that become easier and more exciting because you're finally seeing some progress. Starting with the big guns like tobacco, alcohol, and other drugs can stop people before they start. So if that sounds like something that's true for you, work up to it in your own time. And again, don't shy away from getting help if you need it. Alrighty, my friends, short and sweet here, but I'm going to wrap it up there. And I hope that this was helpful in terms of breaking down some basics in the simplest form so that you can set yourself up for success. Remember that while these are my recommendations, you know you best and what this journey looks like for you is entirely up to you. As a reminder, I'll be back next week for the 50th episode of Badass is the New Skinny, the last episode before going on summer break. And I'll be giving you my top 10 pieces of advice for living your best and most badass life. Consider it the partner episode to this one. Between the two, you should have everything you need to feel really fucking awesome. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode. I appreciate you so much for being here. Please go do something that brings you joy and makes you smile, and I will catch up with you next time. Later. Many thanks for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram, tag a friend or two, and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A dot B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag badass is the new skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Catch you next time. Later.